Hi, I'm Josh Brown. I'm here with Blair Duganay, who is a financial advisor at Ritholtz Wealth Management and also sits on our investment committee. I'm going to talk with Blair about her hometown of New Orleans, Louisiana, what it's like making investment decisions during times like these, and what she's hearing and talking to clients about. Let's, uh, let's see what's happening. Stick around. Welcome to the Compound Show podcast. Each week, we let you in on some of the best conversations we're having about markets, investing, and life. Just a quick reminder, the hosts of the show are employees of Ritholtz Wealth Management. All opinions expressed are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Ritholtz Wealth. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Ritholtz Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. Okay, here we go. All right. So first of all, Blair, thanks for joining me. You have the babies out of the house. Yes. So so I have you all to myself for for a few minutes. Yes, they are driving around in the car. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Hopefully they'll take a nap. So first things first, you are in a hot spot, and so am I. Um, so uh, New Orleans, Louisiana is one of, I guess, multi-epicenters. Is that the right way to phrase it in America? Yes. Uh, we knew as soon as we had our first three cases here in early March that were unrelated, no travel, that, that there was an issue. And the mayor immediately started closing things down, the um, St. Patrick's Day celebrations, and quite Quickly, it escalated to the governor taking action and closing our schools. The announcement came, I believe, on March 13th. And then um, over a week ago, we went to a statewide stay-at-home mandate. The bars and the restaurants obviously closed down. Um, So I got to give credit to our leaders. They took action early. Uh, Hopefully, we're going to start seeing some of the numbers come down here. But on a per capita basis, Louisiana is uh, one of the worst places in the country. Was, was having Mardi Gras a mistake or it was too early to know at that point? Too early to know. We had zero confirmed yeah. cases. When when was that? The second week of February? The uh, Mardi Gras day was February 25th. So the celebrations okay. uh, really lead up in the weeks to that day. Okay. All right. So uh, they kind of knew there was something going on overseas, but it wasn't a big enough thing in the United States yet to have said we're canceling Mardi Gras. Correct. We didn't have our first okay. confirmed case in New Orleans until March 9th, okay. two weeks later. So you, so so um, one of one of the things that I tell people about you is that you're a triple threat. You're uh, in a good way. You're a certified financial planner. So you're client facing. Been working with clients for a long time on their individual financial plans. But then you're also a chartered financial analyst or CFA. And you've got a lot of experience in portfolio management. Um, and and then on top of all that, you're an amazing writer. So that's the triple that's the triple thread part. Um, but sitting on the investment committee right now, and um, I'm not on that committee. A lot of people don't know that about Ritholtz Wealth, but I, I keep myself um, far away from the, the day-to-day investment discussions um, because I prefer the committee to be staffed with uh, – chartered financial analysts and and people that are almost solely focused on investment decisions. So what is that like day to day in our decision making process? What are some of the things that you guys have been discussing recently since this all started? One of the most, um, I guess, calming things about this investment committee is that we plan for this. 
we designed our portfolios to sustain bear markets, you know, 30, 40, 50 percent drops, even more. We've considered recently, like what if the market goes down even more than 50 percent? But we already had a plan for it. And so really what we're doing is, you know, executing on it for clients. And I had a blog um, a week or so ago that feels like a year now. Um, bird in the hand talking about what can you do when the markets are down. And it's really just taking the moment, the bird in the hand. There's always an option, whether that's rebalancing or encouraging clients to put put money that's in cash on the sidelines to work. Um, so, you know, tax loss harvesting, these are the kinds of things we're talking about. We're not coming up with a new strategy all of a sudden because the world has changed and right. everything is scary and the market's tanking. And so that's reassuring. But I will tell you that when we met um, week before last officially, although we're talking daily, obviously, um, I went to file. I'm the secretary. So I went to file the minutes and I found that our last meeting in February was on February 19th. And that was the actual high of the market. And that I kind of, you know, got a little sad when I saw that. Um, but we, yeah. meet, we meet monthly. Nothing has changed other than the fact that we're talking about how to execute on the plans that we already had in place. So. I have like this opinion on rebalancing. Um, it like not right now because I know there've been huge swings between stocks and bonds and there is a very, very big difference in rebalancing versus not. But in normal times, my, my view on rebalancing into a down market is that it probably is more, um, significant psychologically than it is in terms of what it will do for returns. Um, and again, this time is different, but, like just in general, I think people like the idea that they're going to play offense into a bear market. And that's what that rebalance feels like, taking money from defensive areas like treasuries and adding to equities, adding to REITs, even maybe sometimes adding to um, uh, corporate bonds. It feels like you're playing a little bit of offense. And I think that that um, right now, it's absolutely going to have an impact on returns. Um, but it's also just as important for the mindset that, hey, we're actually taking advantage. We're not just sitting back and, and having everything happen to us. What do you think about that? I think that that is true of our clients, but that's a testament to the financial planning that we do as advisors and preparing them for the next downturn and possibly the fact that they weathered the storm. A lot of our clients in 0809 as well, which was a 50 percent decline from peak to trough. And we have not reached that yet in this market. Um, you know, when I was I was working with clients back then as well, and it was very scary to rebalance when the market was down 50 percent and few people really wanted to do it. And so maybe it's right. a combination of having experienced, a, you know, one or two bad markets as investors before knowing that they saw it come back. Um, the financial planning that we do, letting them know right off the bat, look, if there's a 2008, 2009 type market decline, here's the percentage that this portfolio might be down. Here's the dollar amounts that this portfolio might be down and talking to them about the reason for rebalancing. On the way up, nobody likes to be selling the stocks that are the winners, but we did that right. all along the way as well. So I do think that it's a testament to our advisors and our investment committee and our whole process that clients are taking that advice and you know, feel confident to go ahead and buy more stocks um, in, in a moment like this. It feels like um, for somebody for when you work with a client that like very closely watches the markets, which is not most clients, but, you know, we, we, we definitely have people who are market savvy and they pay attention. It it almost feel it definitely feels like in, in most cases throwing good money after bad when you're doing a rebalance into a down 20 percent market um, because certain clients have like 
this trader's instinct where they want to stay with what's working and avoid what's not. But, you know, long term portfolio management requires you to literally do the opposite. Yeah. And it's, you know, letting them know, setting the expectation, look, we're not trying to call the bottom here. It's perfectly reasonable to expect that you could immediately be down another 10%. I mean, we had several down 10%, if not more days in the last few weeks. So go ahead and expect that knowing that a year, two years, five years from now, we're going to be very happy with this decision, um, assuming the, the system continues. And that's another conversation we've been having both on the investment committee and with clients. At this point, you have to just believe that we had a great economy. There was nothing going on, you know, in January. This came completely, it's an exogenous risk. It came completely out of left field and it was on top of a healthy economy. Uh, if you believe that, that we're going to go back to that once this storm passes, um, then right. you know, you've got to believe that stocks are on sale here, even if you're not going to call the exact bottom. So I think it's reasonable to feel like it's going to go back to that, but with like some really severe caveats by industry. Like for hotels, it's not going to go back to that. And hotels were doing great. And, you know, restaurants and airlines. But then in some areas, like, it, it will feel like we just missed a beat and then came right back. So I think that's going to be tough because it'll be sort of a staggered recovery. Um, but I think clients by now understand that. Like, what, kind, what kinds of conversations are you having with um, clients who are local, who are in one of these hotspots like you and I are? Um, what, what are their feelings about the length of time for getting back to normal. Yeah, all of us are really drinking through a fire hose. And this is an experience that nobody who's alive today has any, you know, precedent for nobody can understand how serious um, a disease like this can upend our whole society. And, you know, clients who live in the area really are talking about their families and their health more than anything. Um, right. You know, whether it's the daughter in law, who's a nurse at the hospital and helping them out with childcare, um, or, you know, talking about how they're getting fresh produce and groceries and the things that they're doing to make sure that, you know, they're keeping themselves safe and the hygiene practices and sharing tips like that. So that's really what the conversation has turned to in this emergency moment with the disease and less so about the markets as much. Right. Um, but without that's a doubt, a good, that's a good thing, though, that like people are more focused on the, the thing that's most important. Like it doesn't matter what your portfolio returns mm -hmm. are if if you're if you have COVID-19 like it's, you know, it, it, it's definitely the, the priority, uh, you know, obviously. Yeah. And half of our um, revenues, you know, in the city of New Orleans come from tourism. So we're going to take a hit. Right. We already had the city administrative official on two weeks ago talking about making cuts to uh, non-essential services because we're already seeing those hotel taxes drop off. So it's not going to be as simple as just going back to where we were. Uh, but we still have the same consumers with essentially the same dollars. Hopefully, a lot of the people who have been laid off will be helped out and um, made whole. Um, but yeah, it's going right. to be a rough ride from here on out. Um, but I'm just, you know, we got to get through this. We got to stay positive. And that's kind of the message that I have to clients and they have back to me. Yeah, I was saying before, it's one day at a time. Um, I'm just having trouble remembering what day it is. I know. Is it still March? <laughs> is it? It's. It's today is March 87th. Yeah. So we're on, we're almost halfway through the month. Listen, you're doing a great job. Um, really great to check in with you. I know you're doing a great job for your clients. That's like our most important function right now.
Um, the, the investment committee staff really appreciate um, you guys being in constant touch with each other. And uh, we will uh, see the other side of this. And uh, it'll, 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 I think, help us not take the little things for granted anymore. So uh, at least that's the way I'm thinking about it. Blair, thank you so much. Um, guys, if you're not reading Blair's blog, it's called The Bell Curve. Or it's BlairBellCurve.com. And the blog is called The Bell Curve, and it's awesome. And he's doing great work there. We'll link to that uh, below. Let us know what you think, what's going on in your neck of the woods. Are you in a hot spot? How are you coping? We love your feedback. Go ahead and give us a like. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And we will be back. Thanks for listening. Check us out at thecompoundnews.com for daily investing and market insights. You can watch all of our videos at youtube.com slash the compound RWM. Talk to you next week.